Brian Breaker. Your little whiny baby. Babe. Don't assume my gender. Friends since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with this phone. F you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, uh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go. It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no. The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts. So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass. So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did the Bowser with the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers. To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from Dallas. Put in the stake in the shower, break up and bitch power, hour. Yeah, hello. Uh, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Uh, yeah. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are rolling sound. Once again, another great episode. Keyword is great. Fantastic. Great. Wonderful. Incredible. Very, very intriguing and very uh, much an episode you'll learn a lot from. Yeah. A Breaker and Bates Power Hour. Dare I say delicious? No. Don't dare. Don't, don't. I dare you not to don't, say that. Don't dare say that. Okay. Dare, dare not. Um, I'm Brian Breaker joining me as always. Uh, big underscore Bane. What's going on, man? Dude, not a whole lot. Um, so this week we're going to dive into a whole bunch of different stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, we got a little bit of toy talk, I think. We got a. We, we discussed streaming services here recently, yeah. and I, it's kind of hard to remember because our episodes are going to go out of order a bit, but streaming services are, it's the thing. You know, in 2023, that's what people are watching TV, right? Oh, yeah. So I remember when I I had gotten my first, like, full-time job, I'm you know, still living at home, but I signed up for uh, Netflix, mm -hmm. and this one, they mailed you DVDs. Oh, yeah. Did you ever do that? Uh, my parents did. I didn't. So... I can't remember how much it was. It wasn't much, mm -hmm. but I remember thinking like, this is the coolest thing ever. Yeah. You send you DVDs, you watch them, you send them back. Yep. Until you realize like, damn, I've had that DVD for like three months. Yeah. <laughs> I need to send that shit back. Oh, yeah. Because they'd always talk about no late fees, which really it's like, keep the shit longer, cost you money. Like it, right. it makes more sense to get it in the mail sooner. Yeah. So um, Netflix then transcended, transcended into Netflix that we know now, which was a streaming service for movies and television and such. And then that got to where they were making their own content and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. uh, now every streaming service, the big thing they push is exclusive content, right? Like oh, you yeah. can only watch the boys on Amazon. You can only watch, uh, you know, Wednesday or, you know, stranger things on Netflix and everyone's got their own exclusives and stuff like that. So that's kind of made all these streaming services, I guess, necessary. Yeah. What are your thoughts on all this, man? Because the more I think about it, I think the initial thought with Netflix was, because I was kind of like the originator, um, though this is cheaper than cable. But look at all the options. And then you could add two or three streaming services. It's still cheaper than cable. But now it's like, 
man, if you had all these, you're paying for probably cable and then some. Oh yeah. Um, I like the concept. I think the execution is kind of dumb. Yeah. And I mean, not dumb for the companies, dumb for the consumer. Because I can't tell you how many subscription services I have signed up for, for one specific thing. Yeah. And that's one specific thing will run its course. And then there's another thing that I kind of like. And so I keep it because I'm like, I might watch that eventually. And then I just never do. But it's like, I end up not canceling it because of the possibility of getting time to watch it. Well, and I think another thing too, we have to factor in. I know you're a busy man. I'm yeah. a busy man. Most people listening probably are. Cause you're probably listening to this while you drive. Mm-hmm. I would imagine. How many TV hours a week do you actually have? Yeah, not not a lot. Right? So, yeah. I mean, you... you Especially work. if you got kids. Right. So, if you're working, you come home, like, most people watch a little bit of TV in the evening. Mm-hmm. Like, hell, I'm lucky if I watch one show without dozing off. So, yeah, that's... I think that's where it's like, do you need five streaming services if you're barely watching anything anyway? Well, in my, in my whole thing with me watching TV, 90% of what I'm watching is just background noise stuff anyway. Yeah. Like... For me to sit down and actually watch something that I want to be invested in, I pretty much have to schedule it out. Because, like, if if I try to watch something, especially in the living room, it's it's way worse. But, like, if I try to watch something that I want to be invested in in the living room, um, I have to do a couple of things. I have to make sure no one else is in the house. Or if, if the wife is in the house, I have to make sure she's invested in it, too. Because if it's just me watching it, She'll come in and start talking to me like throughout the episode, and you know, <laughs> you're like trying to be nice, but like, hey, let me watch this shit. Well, and, and the thing is, is like everyone, I and and I'm ADD as well, but they are like prescription level ADHD. Like everyone in the house needs needs the medicine, mm-hmm. um, and she. I think, is, I think we all have ADD, and to she some degree. and and she has like stopped taking the the pills because they've increasingly increasingly gotten more difficult to get and because they're labeled as a controlled substance like Mm -hmm. it's kind of a just a big deal for her to get them so she's like f it i'll just go without it and but it's caused a lot of like issues like that to be bigger and she has a lot of trouble like concentrating and getting shit done but like when it comes to stuff like that like i have to make sure she's invested in it too but like like when we watch something she has like headphones in and so she like is watching the tv and watching her phone like she has to like multitask otherwise it's like not like she gets bored really easy and so it's really it's really bizarre um i think we all kind of do that to a degree because i know um i've watched you know like say a show i've seen before right mm-hmm. and i know i'll be on my phone and like in a part will happen cuz i'm like listening to it yeah then I realized, like, oh, I didn't even see that. Yeah. And and that's, man, I think that's another issue we all have is no one can pay attention to TV anymore. Like, how how oh, yeah. hard would it be for you to go put your phone in the bedroom, take your watch off, yeah. and then just watch a show? Yeah. And, and there are times, like, depending on the show where I forget my phone even exists because I'm that invested in it. But that's, that's hard to come by sometimes. <laughs> it really is. Like, there was a, uh, like I mentioned on one of our other episodes about, you know, the 
Super Sons, like the DC Super Sons. I don't think I picked up my phone at all during that movie. I mean, it's it's a short, like, hour, 20-minute movie, but, like... Still, that's pretty impressive. Right. Like, that doesn't happen very often. Now, and I even assume, like, if I actually got to sit down and watch Black Adam, I would probably pick up my phone a little bit because... It's a it's a movie with the rock in it. It's not going to be groundbreaking, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> how dare you? Yeah. You know, I actually saw a TikTok about that with the rock the other day, where people were like talking about the hate train of the rock, and I'm like, my, I've, heard, I've heard that a little bit on that movie. Like, apparently, I, it was hard to deal with. Well, I think the biggest issue with the rock is not that people don't like the rock. It's it's the issue that I've had for years. It's we have too much of the rock. Like and and I saw Denzel Washington say something about this. He wasn't talking about the Rock, but I he, saw that. I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, too. He said like it's more important to like have a little bit of mystery as an actor because then people wonder where you're at, and then they get excited about your next film. He said it's way more important to be known as a good actor than just be known as like an actor who's in a lot of stuff. Well, and I've I've heard the tabloids can hurt you in that regard because like Brad Pitt. I see him more. I mean, not so much now because I don't right. really pay attention. But like when tabloids were a big thing, yeah, you'd see him more on there than movies, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, how many people could say like, I know exactly who Brad Pitt is. I know who he's married to. I know who he, who he was married to. But name five movies, right? Uh, you know, like right. to the average person, they may not know. And how many people could say they've seen all of his movies? I've only seen a handful of Brad Pitt movies. Yeah, so, I haven't seen them all. Right. So it's that's I think a very important thing. And Denzel Washington, like he's a prime example mm-hmm. in that where like most of his shit's really good. And when he's in a movie, it's like, ooh, I probably need to watch that. Especially if the movie looks intriguing. Yeah. Like, like oh, I bet that's good. Denzel's in it. I he's can't usually even, good. Yeah, I can't even think of a movie that he's been in that I've seen. Because I haven't seen all those movies, but I can't think of a movie that he's been in that I have seen that I was like, that oh, was okay. Yeah. Like, well, even, even that one he did with Chris Pine about trains. Yeah. That was really good. Yeah. I, I don't mean, remember what it was called, but it was really good. Yeah. And so it's, um, there was actually a Brad Pitt movie that was about, what was the name of that movie? Bullet Train. Bullet Train. Did you see that? Was I did. I did not. Damn good movie. That was a really fun movie. Oh uh, yeah, I mean it looked good. Yeah, um, be able to check that out. But anyway, yeah, like, but I think that's that's been my issue with The Rock is that he never gives me a chance to miss him. He's constantly posing in that big toothy smile, and, right? And he's constantly got a new movie coming out. Like, there's always something new with that guy. And then, like, in a week or two, he might be in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like. Just get like, and then there's Young Rock, and right, it's, and it's like yeah. Bud. Like we all love you, but we just need a break. Jim Cornette has said it best: "I can't miss you unless you don't. If, if you don't go away, right." And I think that's important with wrestling. Like that's why, like Edge got that huge pop when he came back. See, actually, I was going to bring that up. This is interesting. You you said that, you know, with Edge's new schedule kind of being a little Brock Lesnar esque. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like fans are going to start turning on him? Because it's like big return, big return, big return. It's like, okay, holy shit. Yeah. To the point where it's like, even when he came out at SummerSlam, I think it was this last year, and he had the new haircut, it's like, all right, here we go. And yeah. it, it's, all right, I love Edge. I'm a huge fan, but it's like, how many big returns is this guy going to have? You know, right. He's only gone for a few weeks. Like, right. Like, and I'm sure he'll be in the Royal Rumble and it'll be a big return there. And it's like, it's, it's awesome to see him. I'm glad he's still wrestling, but it's like, Okay, man. Not every return is a big return. <laughs> exactly. I think no matter who shows up in the Royal Rumble, minus The Rock, if The Rock shows up in the Rumble, I think no matter who shows up in the Rumble, they're going to be overshadowed by Cody Rhodes. See, now that they announced him in the Rumble, do you feel like that kind of makes you think The Rock might be in it? I just don't. Be- I yeah, Because I feel like The Rock... 
probably feels like he's above the Royal Rumble. I do too. Um, but, and, and I, I saw today, I was reading a dirt sheet where he basically said he's not in ring shape enough to do this. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's exactly what Edge said when they were speculating his return. Yeah. Like, I'm just, I'm not cleared. I'm not able to. And then all of a sudden he's posting pictures where he's yoked. It's like, okay, right. <laughs> something's going on. But yeah. I think they want, they're starting to push the Royal Rumble to stadiums. Yes. And we saw that in like 2019 and 2020. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, pandemic and stuff happened. But like even 2022, like they're doing baseball stadiums. That's like they're coming out of the dugout and stuff. Yeah. So I, I think they're going to want to start pushing like main event, like Royal Rumble, like is a like big, big deal. Not just, hey, we're putting everybody in the roster in there. It's like, no, it's going to be right. some significant big names. But at the same time, like if you're a Cody Rhodes, do you want your big return to happen the same night as The Rock? You're getting, you're getting overshadowed, right? <laughs> and that's just it. I feel like this this whole story revolves so much around Cody Rhodes in that like I know the story is he's going to win the Rumble and he's going to take one of the titles from Roman. Like, yeah. That's pretty well I feel like a guaranteed and I'm 100% for it. I think I think I think it's exactly what needs to happen. Yeah, and like it like this is one of those years where like, I feel like there's not going to be a big shock at the rumble and there's not going to be a big shock at mania, but I'm totally cool with it. You know, and another one we, we don't talk about a lot, but I mean, how cool would that be if that glass broke in that rumble? And that's another thing too. Like, I feel like if stone cold came back, like that might be on par with Cody Rhodes, but I still feel like that isn't going to overshadow it because he was just at WrestleMania. Right, right, and and I think sometimes though the Royal Rumble doesn't have to be about the guy. Mm-hmm. Like cause I remember the one time it was in 04, and I thought they did this one really well, where Mick Foley was supposed to wrestle Randy Orton at the end of 03, and like he was pray, ready to wrestle him, and he's coming back out of retirement. He's going to be on Monday Night Raw, and he's about to fight Orton, and he just walks out of the ring. Yeah, and it was this terrible ending of a Raw. Like everyone's like, "What the hell was that?" Yeah, and uh, he wouldn't show up. And finally, like, Jim Ross is on commentary. And because they, they gave Mick Foley a front row seat to come to the Royal Rumble. And it was in his hometown. And Taz is like, well, no, Jim Ross, you said, uh, you know, if, if uh, Mick Foley didn't show up, he's a coward. You said you'd call him a coward. Well, I mean, and ain't over yet. And he goes, well, come on, man. The match started. All right, fine. He's a coward. I said it. Damn it. It don't feel good. <laughs> <laughs> and so, anyway, Orton's in the Rumble. He's in the Rumble for quite a while, and then number 21 hits, and it's Test. Yeah. Test doesn't show up, and Austin's in the backstage like, what the hell did you do? You took out my number 21 entry, you son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now you're in the Rumble. Get your ass out there. And then McFoley comes out, Yeah, and ba- he's in there for just a minute, but he eliminates Orton. The story was setting up for WrestleMania. So to me, like, that's okay. Right. You get the pop of Foley being in the Rumble, but the whole reason he's there is just to eliminate Orton. Yes. Like, to me, that's a good story. Yeah. So, if Austin's in the Royal Rumble to eliminate, and, like, he comes after, he's just out there, but then, like, someone eliminates him kind of out of nowhere, but it sets up a WrestleMania match, I think that's perfectly fine. Absolutely, yeah. I'd be all about that. Yeah, and we've already speculated it, but I think Austin and Seth Rollins would be good shit. Yeah, for sure. So. And, you know, and, and come to think of it, like, I know Kevin Owens had mentioned this a few weeks back, but, like, how Seth Rollins was actually trying to steal that from Owens last year at Mania. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to steal the moment with Austin. Um, and so I would could kind of see Seth Rollins being like, I didn't get to do it last year, so I'm gonna do it this year. Mm-hmm. And so that I'd be I'd be cool with that. I mean, that'd be a fun match. It definitely would. It definitely would. So um yeah, do you think 
I mean, I think if The Rock shows up at the Royal Rumble, because that, that's another thing. The WWE very much likes to have the audience go a certain way. Mm-hmm. As much as they say, hey, cheer who you want, boo who you want, they don't like that. Oh, yeah. And uh, we we found that out with the with Roman Reigns yes. in the mid-2010s, right? Like in 14 and 15 where people wanted Daniel Bryan. And I remember thinking in that year, in 2014, no, it was 2015, they announced Daniel Bryan for the Royal Rumble. We all thought he was going to retire at that point. Yeah. He announced, I'm in the Royal Rumble, and I thought, oh, no, he's not winning. Like, cause right. What a good surprise entrant, right? Yeah. It, but they had already penciled in Roman. Roman was the guy. Oh, people booed the shit out of that. that oh, was, my God. Well, that, and then, like, that whole match, like, it's down to him and Taker, or him and Kane and Big Show. It's like... You know they're not going to win. Well, yeah, right? Yeah. And it's just such 80s booking of, like, oh, my God, it's... The, you know, yeah, and then the two big monsters. Although I will say it was it was kind of a fun little swerve because Rusev had never been eliminated. Mm-hmm. That was fun, but then it's like you're not going to push Rusev either. <laughs> exactly, he's yeah. not winning, right? right? So it's like, man. <laughs> but like uh, that was a we- such a weird year because I don't know if you remember, Rey Mysterio has been the ultimate babyface all of his career, and he got the shit boot out of him because well, they thought number thirty would be Brian, right? He got the shit boot out of him, and it was so weird. I'm like, I have never heard Rey Mysterio get booed. Yeah. And I'm sure he probably was like, what is this? Well, and it wasn't his fault, you know? No, no. But, no, I think that's I think that's been a problem. So if you do book The Rock and the Royal Rumble, uh-huh. like Cody's going over. Yeah. Like, you have to have a moment in there where it makes sense for him to get eliminated, right? Right. So, I, I mean, I know when they did the Royal Rumble in 2017, that was the one where, like, Goldberg was in, Taker was in, Brock Lesnar was in. So it was a big one, right? Yeah. Everyone knew it was going to be big. And you kind of think one of them is going to win, but it's like, you know, Goldberg eliminates Brock, mm-hmm. and then something happens and someone gets Goldberg out, and then Taker gets thrown out by Roman. Mm-hmm. So they set up all this stuff, and then Randy Orton wins, who wasn't like, we weren't looking at him as the guy that's going to win that match necessarily, but right. it all built into place to make sense. So, yeah, you know... To me, I think Cody wins, but I mean, damn! If you have a stare down between The Rock and Austin in the Royal Rumble, like that's that's some big shit, right that there. Is, that is big. I mean, because that's, I mean, talk about attitude or a feud. I mean, that's yeah, one of the top ones. That'd be hell cool. So last year we saw Mickey James show up with the Impact Women's Title. You think they'll do something like that again? Like MJF with the AEW title? Well, no, not that obviously. <laughs> but. Uh, I mean, well, you know, they kind of have a halfway partnership with New Japan. Might be cool to see some New Japan guys, maybe one of their champions come over. Or Kyrie with the I would love to see Kyrie come back. She's been there before. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, I love Kyrie Zane. She's just amazing. Um and people are also speculating the great Muda. I mean, which I think is cool as shit. I mean, he's not winning, but how cool would that be just to have the great Muda in the Royal Rumble? And to my knowledge, Muda's never even been in the WWE. Never. And so him just showing up for a one nighter would like be history making. Oh my god. Yeah. Imagine like I would love to see him like missed the Miz or somebody. Yeah. I mean, that's just good shit. Yeah. I mean, I'd be all about it. So I actually Googled, uh, this is totally random, but I actually Googled um, how to do that mist the other day. And I feel like, because I, I thought you had told me before, but I was like, I want to double check. Yeah. Because I was thinking about, like, next time I do a live show, I'm going to incorporate that. <laughs> and just, like, right before I start performing, just do the mist. And so, like, it shits all over my face the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I'm going to do that. So what did it say? Uh. Hell, I can't remember, but then, like, somebody confirmed the whole, like, unlubed condom thing. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, I don't feel like I really need that because 
I would just be doing it. Right, it's not like I'm trying to hide it from people. I think that's the point. That's the hiding it part. Right. So I don't think you'd need it either. No. My understanding, it was Knox unflavored gelatin and food coloring. Okay. So that they, what I had read, it was just water and food coloring. Well, I had heard the uh, the gelatin was, it gave it a thickness. Okay. And so it made it more visually appealing. Okay. I mean. So unflavored gelatin and. Okay. That's interesting. That's what I'd always heard. Yeah. I, I don't, I've never, I've never missed it. Anybody. So. Might, I might, you should. <laughs> I, 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 I have I would, been misted before. It's would, not a fun experience. I would pay to see it. Yeah. Brian Breaker pulling out the mist. <laughs> it's that's, that's one of those moves. that's so incredibly hokey, mm-hmm. but damn, it's cool as shit. Isn't it? I, I had always, uh, visualized if Bill Venus was ever a legitimate wrestler, he would use the mist. <laughs> because it's so ridiculous and yeah. that it makes no sense for him to use it. He would use the mist. I, th- I think Bill Venus would try to use the mist and choke on it. <laughs> and, or he'd like spit it out and come right back in his face. Yeah. 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 He's over there. <laughs> Bill Venus over there puking again. <laughs> that would make more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that'd be funny. You know, I, I've always thought the mist was a, was a fun, was a fun wrestling gimmick. Yeah. So mood in the Ro- Royal Rumble would be cool. But then now we're looking at like several surprises, right? So do we need all those or, right. Or if The Rock shows up, like you said, he's bigger than the Royal Rumble. Does he just confront Roman face to face? And because I, I don't, if The Rock's in, I think he's winning. Yeah. Unless and he doesn't need to win, right? Unless Roman and them screw him. Yeah. But that's setting up a match, so it's kind of weird to see like what's happening there. And if The Rock's in it, he's like number thirty. Yeah. Right. So I mean, and he's not going to be in there long. I don't think either. So no. I don't know. It's it's a very interesting thing to to think, but. Uh, going back to streaming services, um, do you what do you use Peacock at all? I do. I use that every night. Do you? Yep. For the office. Uh, well, the the three shows that I cycle through. Yeah, uh, Raymond, King of Queens, and The Office, and sometimes oh. Superstore. Oh, Raymond, huh? Yeah, I love Raymond. I haven't really ever watched that one. I mean, I've seen it, but I've yeah. never watched like episode to episode. It's an underrated show. I it's agree. Such a fun show, and uh, I forget King of Queens is on there. Man, I love that show. Yeah, that's a really good show too. Arthur is uh, one of my favorite characters of all time. <laughs> Yeah, he, well, see, I know you're not a Seinfeld guy, but he was great in Seinfeld. I feel I feel like if I tried watching Seinfeld again, I'd probably like enjoy it just because of him. He doesn't show up till like a few seasons in, mm-hmm. but I've been watching a little bit of Seinfeld, and it's it's one of those shows where I don't think episode to episode you're like, man, this is good shit. But right. there's there's usually funny things that happen. It, yeah. I don't know. It's an acquired taste, I think. But I, I could see. Sorry, I'm hitting the mic. I could see other people like I know Jeff Toon hates The Office. Yeah, and it's like, okay, have you actually watched a lot of stuff, or have you just seen clips and heard people kind of right put it over? So because they put it over, you hate it. You know, it's one of those. things. He probably watched the first season and was like, it. "This is stupid." And the thing is, is like the first season, you don't really get it like either. And although I think there are funny moments in the first season, I love the basketball episode. There are, but it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't find its groove. And I feel like the show doesn't even really know what it's doing until like the second or third season. Yeah. And, and so like, I feel like, is the end of season two when Jim kisses Pam? Is that the end of season two or is that season three? No, it's into season two because season three is when he's with Karen. Yep, Yep. That's right. Yep. Season two. I think that's the first time you ever felt like emotional attachment to the show. Up until then, it was just a fun show. You know what's weird is it felt like that took so long to get to them kissing, but really just two seasons is not a long time. And the first season, six episodes. Yeah. 
that is not a long time at all. That's crazy. Cause I always remember thinking like, Oh, it's such a slow burn for them kissing each other finally. And it's like, well, it, and also really not that long on the booze cruise. Remember that's when he kind of like told, yeah, told Michael and it's kind of, he's kind of making it more obvious yeah. as the show goes. Yeah. Yeah. Underrated show. I've oh, always yeah, liked the office. Sure. Well, I mean, probably not underrated at this point, but I love the office. Yeah. And you know, um, the main reason I don't like Seinfeld is just because of Jerry Seinfeld. I can't stand his voice. I'm sure he's a good guy. I know a lot of people don't like him on there because he's kind of always smirking. Yeah. Like, like he's just not a great actor. Right. And I think that's kind of, I could see what people are like, Seinfeld sucks. Like, yeah, because that that guy sucks. But George is hilarious on there. Kramer's hilarious. It's just, it's so, it's one of those shows I've done some research on. And I guess Larry David that created it, one of his um, main things was he's like, I don't want any of these characters to grow. Yeah. Meaning I don't ever want them to learn a lesson. Right. <laughs> I want them to consistently be like just terrible people. Yeah. In, in in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Which is kind of how the show goes, which was kind of the appeal of it. Yeah. And that's like, it's one of those things I'm sure, because I keep, people keep bringing up that show like over the years they brought it up and there's certain moments that I'm like, that's a very relatable thing. Mm-hmm. But I can't get myself to watch it because I just cannot deal with his voice. Like it's... So whiny, so nasally. It's just like, oh, God, man. And, and it's also one of those shows where it makes no sense. Like, there's one whole show. The whole episode is them waiting in line to get a table at a Chinese restaurant. Yeah. And it's just called the Chinese restaurant. Yeah. And, and like, each character usually has, like, a uh, a situation mm-hmm. on, the, on, the, uh, on the show. And, like, that one, Elaine's, like, incredibly hungry. And she was like, I wish they would just seat us. They should seat by who's hungriest. And he's, she's like, I'd love to go to that table and just grab an egg roll. And he goes, 50 bucks in, in it for you if you do it. <laughs> she's like, what? And he goes, walk over there, say nothing, grab an egg roll, take a bite, say thank you very much, and then just walk away. I'll give you 50 bucks. <laughs> and she's like thinking about it. And George is trying to get a pay phone because that's how, what they did back then. And, right. and like he goes, like, excuse me, I need to make a call. And the guy just looks at him and turns his back. He's like, the nerve of people. <laughs> <laughs> so there's funny moments, it's, but sure. it, but I could see like if you don't like the main guy, like I know you're not you're not you don't like Chevy Chase, right? So it's hard to get into that movie, yes, because you're like I don't like this guy, right? I totally get that, yeah. And that's the thing, and, and Jerry Seinfeld himself as a person, I don't know anything about him. Sure, he's a nice guy, but it, like as a character, and I've heard him talk normally. He's he's not that annoying, you know. But like when he's like playing himself up and and in kind of character. It's it drives me crazy. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is when you don't when you don't like something, it's hard. Like, why would you watch it? Right. If you're not, if you're not a fan. Yeah. And I found that with other shows where I like Ugh, I can't stand that guy. I right. don't know why. Like Doctor Phil can't stand that. Oh guy. no no yeah. Well, never, and I'm the same way about George Lopez. Not a big George Lopez guy. Dude, his wife was hot on there. I don't even remember. Now I might have to watch Ooh. it just to see the wife. Dude. Yeah. I mean, yeah. she was. Right in her forties, but hot. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit! I always thought she was super hot. I actually didn't mind George Lopez. I didn't watch it a lot, but I watched it a little bit. I always thought it was all right. Yeah, I might have to recheck it out, but I, I'm, I've never really been a big George Lopez fan. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other good sitcoms. Like I remember always watching Seinfeld at nights because they would do reruns at like ten o'clock at night. Okay, and that's kind of when I first got introduced to it. Another one I watched a lot was Coach. Remember that one? I loved Coach. Dude, I don't remember a whole lot about that show, but always watching it. Yep. Fun show. Cheers. Cheers was a good show. Um, I was never a Roseanne guy. No. Uh, my dad liked Roseanne. My dad was a huge Frasier fan. 
Never watched Frasier. That was a spinoff of Cheers. Was it? See, I didn't realize that. Yeah, he was Frasier on Cheers for like 10 years. Oh, okay. Then got his own show for like seven or eight years. Wow, I didn't realize that was a spinoff. Yep. Um, I was actually a big uh, Big Bang Theory fan. A lot so, of people don't like that show. I, I, I don't I don't hate it. A lot of people don't think it's funny. I, I think it's funny, but it's never been a show where I'm like, man, that is good stuff. I mean, it's it's funny, but it's simplistically funny to me at times. Kayla Kuoko is hot as hell, though. Oh, 100%. Yeah, she's, she's a smoke show. 100%. Yeah. But I always felt like the show, there's... It didn't ever really go anywhere to me. Like, it's funny, but... It's, stu- it's stupid. It's stupid funny. Yeah, it's stupid. But, I, but I've definitely enjoyed it. It's it's stupid portraying itself as intelligent. Yeah. And that's, like, that's why I find it funny is because it is dumb humor. Yeah. Um, and, but I'm an easy laugh, though, for the most part. I've always liked Home Improvement. That's I feel like that's been an underrated sitcom. Yeah. I think, I think people just don't like him, Tim Allen. Like, he kind of gets on people's nerves now. Yeah. Um, rubs people the wrong way, but I think that's part of just being old. Yeah, well, but I think that show was like, I mean, the accidents that he would get into. That was, it was a good show. I loved Home Improvement. Like, I love, I loved, like, there's an episode when he, like, shocked himself working on a dishwasher and he's all, like, like, yeah, right. stuff with his arm and stuff. It was so funny. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that one, that one was fun. Full House. I, that was such a, a part of my childhood. I don't know if I could watch it now. Right. But man, back in the day, I love Full House. Family Matters, another one that whole dude. I that love Family Matters. Whole little family sitcom era was just so good. Yeah. So I know Will Smith has kind of been under some scrutiny lately, but I love Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince is to me one of the greatest. I feel like you know I, I talk about it. I, I don't talk about it, but like I feel like uh, Uncle Phil and you know people like him and Carl Winslow uh, like had a good hand in raising me. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, like they were, uh, those TV dads, man, like they were, they were great. Oh, absolutely. I, I think, uh, uncle Phil was like the, uh, the epitome of what a dad in that era should have been like, you know, oh, because yeah. like he obviously had money, yep. right? Yeah. Butler. And there was a reason Will came to live with them. Cause he was probably headed down the wrong track. They don't really talk about that a lot. Yeah. Like they do mention it, but like there's a reason he came to live with them. And, uh, have you seen, have you seen the, uh, drama show on Peacock? I have not watched that. It's really good. I've heard that it is good. I heard it's different, but it's good. Yeah. It's really good. But you know, I think that was one of those things like will needed that, that tough love mm-hmm. a lot from uncle Phil and definitely got it. Yeah. So yeah, definitely a good show for sure. But that's another thing that sucks about the streaming services is like, I think some of these are on HBO Max. Some of them are on Peacock. Because you got to have them all. That's the problem, man. Yeah, that's the same. Like, I never watched uh, that Heels show because mm-hmm. you had to sign up for Stars, And I'm like, I'm tapped out. Mm-hmm. Tapped out on streaming services. No, I straight up signed up and then canceled. Yeah. And yeah. and I'm, um, there's actually a new show that I'm like really kind of wanting to watch. It's called The Mayfield Witches. Okay. And it's an AMC Plus show. And it's like, really don't want to sign up for amc plus just to watch this one show and it's like it sucks because like yeah i really like the main actress you know and i'm sure the show's really good i can watch the first two episodes on amazon prime but after that i gotta sign up for amc plus it's stupid right yeah it's like i just i just might as well just like buy the season you know on voodoo and then Mm -hmm. it's like i got it so heels is on voodoo now if you ever Mm -hmm. decide to just buy it i because i think that that's the better route most of the time wonder how much it is on there I bought it. I think it was like 15 maybe. It wasn't hateful. That's that's kind of worth it, right? I think. Yeah. I mean, it's I think you should watch Heels simply because as a wrestling fan, there's certain things that they did very well. 
Well, and other things that they did so incredibly wrong. And and so I watched, I think it was like the first five episodes. Okay. I can't remember. There was only eight. So. And because I watched, I think, because I think I did the week trial or okay. something, something like that. I did something or maybe the first five episodes were free. I can't remember what it was, but, um, but yeah, I watched like the first four or five episodes and I thought it was good, but then I was like, I'm not going to subscribe to finish the season. Right. And, and that's the thing. There was a lot of things they did. Like, I know they talked about how, uh, you know, early on it was like, you know, you do what I write in the script. It's like no indie wrestling shows writing a freaking script. Right. And, and no one's doing. Well, and they ran that promotion like it was like all contracted wrestlers. Again, like there's right. And like how like that other there's one episode. Remember that rooster guy, the black dude with the afro? Yeah. yeah. Well, one of the the guy that runs that other company like tries to lure him in with money. And it's mm-hmm. like. Dude, all you need is a hundred dollar bill. Right. I mean, I mean, I'm serious. Like, right. you're doubling his his pay. Yeah. Like, it's not. It you could tell like as much as they got it, they didn't. Right. I think, and I think that's the and like you can't tell me these guys aren't wrestling somewhere else. Right. right. Like, well, and that's just it. I think they got it to the extent of they know how like maybe the big businesses work. But yeah. Like they probably didn't do a lot of scouting on the indies. They probably should have had CM Punk tell them how the indies were. Of course. <laughs> yeah, because right. CM Punk knows. Right, and th- there's certain things they did that just didn't quite make sense. Right, right, and they just didn't quite. I don't know. It's like they just didn't. They didn't quite get it, and like they they treat it like, man, in Duffy, Georgia, everyone goes crazy at the dome, and like they're doing like the big thing with the flags. Everyone's doing a big, you know, uh, what do they call it? Outdoor, like a big uh, parade. Well, not a parade, but like when they're like tailgating. Tailgating, okay. But it's like you go in the venue. There's 200 people there, so it's not right. like it's. It's not that at all. Like it's right. it's it's a small indie, which is you're happy with fifty people in the crowd, right? But it's like you're. <laughs> that's the thing is like these people aren't tailgating and showing up all day and all excited about this, and people right. are recognizing them on the streets and stuff. It's not. Oh, that's not how it is. Like right. so, there was a lot of elements that they didn't get right, and then like the promoter's not now. One as the season goes, Jack Spade gets in trouble a few times with his wife because he's buying shit for the promotion yes. and then like they're broke. I don't know if you saw that part. Yeah. That's very real. Yeah. Like we needed smoke machines. We needed, we needed fog. We needed yeah. lights. We needed this stuff. We needed new cameras and all that stuff. Very real. Yeah. That's the part people don't get, but him sitting out and typing out scripts, move for move. Yeah. Absolutely not. Right. <laughs> like there's no, I would imagine the booker probably doesn't have a whole lot to say as far as like how the matches play out bell to bell. They probably just talk about the finish. I've had people completely write out a promo for me. You think that's what I said? Yeah. Hell no. Right. I purposely did not say any of that shit. Yeah. So I'm like, no, you're not writing my promo for me. If you want me on your show, I'm doing my promo. Just tell me what you want. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Well, and and at a certain level, you don't need that shit. No. Like, I mean, unless you are WWE, AEW, you don't need to be scripting promos. You don't need to be scripting matches. So it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's... uh, but at the same time, like they did a, there's one episode where they basically just explained kayfabe. Oh yeah. Because they're trying to explain it to an audience that doesn't quite get pro wrestling. Right. Which right. I do understand. Yeah. Like there's, there's elements that I get, but boy, there are certain elements they just did not hit at all. Well, and there's, and they probably do that for the specific of a lot of their fan base is probably non-wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, oh, and that's what they're trying to appeal to. Right. And so it probably wrestlers going 
back and forth between places probably wouldn't make a whole lot of sense to, you know. Well, and I know I've had, I've talked about this before, but I've had people, I think I mentioned in an episode, people be like, so who do you want to win? You know, yeah. I'm like, I've had people come to me like, so they, they tell you who's going to win? I'm like, yeah. Who tells you? Like, promoter. Watch. What if, like, you just won anyway? Like, Probably wouldn't get looked again. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's like they don't understand. It's like, right. I don't give a shit if who's winning. I just want the match to be good. Yeah. Like, I, at a certain point, you don't care. You just were hoping that, like, I remember hearing Seth Rollins tell a story about when he worked Randy Orton at one of the WrestleManias, and his whole thing was like, I want to do the go for the stomp. He launches me up to the RKO. Yeah. He's thinking of ways to get beat. Right. Because he knows that's going to be a kick-ass moment. Yeah. If they can pull it off, which they did. Yeah. And, like, that's wrestling right there. Yeah. You know you're not winning. You're doing the job. But that's exactly the point. Like, I want to go over it. I want to get beat in a really cool way. Yes. If I was in a Royal Rumble and I'm not getting, I'm not winning, I want to get eliminated in a really cool way. Well, like, Kofi Kingston. Like, yeah. Like, he finds a way to make himself a star every single time he loses. Yeah. In the Royal Rumble. Exactly. Yeah. And, and like, to this point, like, you don't really want him to win, right? Cause, right, because like, you want to see what he can do. Right. You want to see him do something kind of crazy. Yeah. You know? Speaking of that, do you think Naomi will be in this year? I would love it. I, I Dude, I 100% love Naomi. Um, if she ends up going to Japan with Sasha Banks or, I guess, Mercedes Monet now. I'm not a big fan of that name. Is is it money or Monet? Monet, I think. And she's calling herself the CEO, not the boss. I'm like, that's really that's, horrible. That's impact shit right there. Dude, that's bad. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought too. Uh, but you know, it is what it is. I, I, I don't. I, I applaud her for going out on her own, doing her own shtick. But yeah. she's probably like, yeah, the CEO instead of the boss is kind of. That's very much TNA. That's Team 3D. Yeah. You know, uh, like, ugh. Yeah, yeah. That's just, just bad. Instead of. Uh, Bubba Ray, it's Bully Ray, you know, or Brother Ray, Brother, Brother Devon, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like I remember when they brought in Balls Mahoney, like WWE copyrighted the name, so he couldn't use it, so they called him Cahonies. Oh, I'm God. like, ooh, that's bad. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like when TNA brought in um, Gold Dust, but they made him Black Rain. I actually like that one. Yeah, but I mean, it's still like a play on the Gold Dust Black, Black Rain. Rain. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's way better than what they did in WCW, calling him seven, yeah, and having him be a child predator, Uncle Fester. Yeah, I mean that was just way bad. Uh, I but, think he's on my uh, gimmick poster up there. Yeah, yeah, right he is. T.L. Hopper. I see him, and that was back. You know, D- Dustin Rhodes. I love the way he looks right now. Is my favorite version of Half paint. Dustin Rhodes, and he goes by Dustin Rhodes, but he still has the gold dust kind of look, but mm-hmm. it's, you know, black and red or black and blue, whatever he wants to do. Yeah, I think he's awesome. Dude, I he, hope he keeps wrestling. I do too. Like, and I'm sure he does, enjoys his producer role too, but I love when I get to see a, a match by him because he's yeah. still just so smooth in that ring. Oh, I know. He's fan. He's, I feel he's like he's ageless, man. And I feel like he's probably one of the most underrated performers like living right now. He's probably the best guy to never be world champion. Yes. I would think. Yeah. Most I mean, like he, he's super right talented. Oh, dude, he's so good. Yeah. But it's kind of like Billy Gunn where, um, <clears throat> you know, Billy Gunn, I don't, he doesn't wrestle as much anymore, but it's like, dude's like near 60 yeah. and it's just a phenomenon. Like Looks better now than he did in the 90s. Dude, it's insane. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild. I, I don't get it. Yeah. Um, yeah, big fan of, big fan of Dustin Rhodes. Oh, yeah. So I want to break, uh, break these out to you. I got, uh, 
McFarlane um, released a new line or a new series of the Superpowers figures. We've talked about these before. Mm-hmm. Um, they're kind of five-inch scale. Now, they made... Um, Kenner made a line of these back in like 83, 84. Yeah. And um, they were kind of more based off like Super Friends, so they kind of had that style look. McFarlane re-released these. I was never really too privy of Superpowers. Travis, obviously, on TV Toycast knew all about them, was a big fan of them. Now, when these came back out... A big thing people really liked about them, $10 price point. Yeah. So you're looking at Deathstroke there. I have Deathstroke and Nightwing from from Wave 3 here. Haven't found Wonder Woman yet, but uh, what are your thoughts, man? I really dig these, man. Like, uh, I'm not a huge fan of the way Deathstroke looks. I get that it's very, like, comic, um, uh, very realistic to what the comic supposed to be like portrayal 90s style yeah but like the the blue and the black kind of look weird to me yeah um but i i really dig the figure that nightwing that you got right here looks badass yeah i love this nightwing that might be one of the best figures they've done so far yeah i think i think nightwing looks great i i don't know i'm a huge fan of these i've i think we've talked about it before like i don't need i'm not a figure photographer so i don't need like articulation at every single point you know what i mean like these have like i think seven so you have the knees the hips the arms and the neck yeah and that's like that's pretty much all i I really need and so like like just as long as they can stand up like even that arachnaman you got hanging out that jason wolf made like that to me would be enough articulation in a figure you know why why do you think that articulations become a big thing I think I, I think the figure photographers. Yeah, and I get that, and I think playability. But if right. you're not playing with them, you know, like it's well, a, and that's just it. Most of these figures are so expensive, you kind of don't want to play with them, right? Because you don't want to break them or mess them up. Uh, I mean, I I feel like and and people who are in the you know figure helping figure collector group, they're probably gonna not like this, but like you don't buy figures unless you're wanting to sell them down the road. To a degree, I agree with that. For the most part, they look great. I'm not saying they don't, but like you buy them because you know they're going to be worth money. And so that's actually one thing I never understood about that is I don't think anyone gives anyone beef if they sell. If, let's say you had a card at Hasbro uh-huh. and it's going for 200 bucks. Right. You know that if it's going for 200 bucks on eBay, you could sell it for 150 like that. Yep. No one's going to bat an eye at that. Like, hey, well, you bought that for $5 in 1992. Well, and that's just it. I, I've always thought like, okay, if you can still go out and find these on the pegs, maybe sell it for what it's what it's worth. Agreed. Maybe sell it for the $20, $25, whatever it is. But if it's like not on the shelves anymore and it's been months, like you get with, get with the seller's market. You know what I mean? 100%. Yeah. I agree. I've never disagreed with that. I mean, now, granted, if I didn't want something and my friend wanted to grab it for him. Sure. I no, no issue with that. But sure. I don't know. It's been kind of weird. Like there's a couple of times I bought stuff for people I didn't know and yeah, they paid me back, but it's like, well, why did I go through all that trouble? Right. And I, and I'm not knocking anyone that does it. It's just like, it's a lot of trouble to do that for strangers. You know? Yeah, it really is. So I, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of that, but you know, with these, you know, I've a couple of times, um, I, I ran into these and Travis was trying to collect them and, I found them and he had, or I think he found them, but I hadn't yet. Right. And then the, the newer ones I had found, but he hadn't found yet. And I was like, I can buy them. But it's like, when you factor in, it's like, okay, you got to buy it. That's 10 bucks a figure. Shipping is going to be however much that is. Mm-hmm. Like, is it worth it? Like at that right. point, like it's, that's just too much. Well, and, and another thing too, like 
one thing that's always annoyed me about like trying to do the helping shit is like I'll take I know I've done this at least twice. I've snapped a picture, posted on Twitter, like, hey, did anybody need anything? And then like nobody even sees the picture till like an, a half hour later. And, and then they're like, hey, yeah, I do. And you're like, like, dude, I haven't been a target in a while. Right. While, like I'm, I'm I'm all the way to Starbucks, man. Like <laughs> I'm gone now. So Yeah. Well, and you know, and I've I've had that too where um I don't know. There's a lot of weird people online, and I've I've dealt with that a few times with um with people that like I don't know. They they I've hey I have this. I'll sell it to you. And they like they try to negotiate, and it's like, dude, that's what I paid for it. Like, right? No, I'm not going cheaper than that. I don't know. Right? It's just it's just weird how people are. I, I don't know. I don't I don't like dealing with strangers like that i don't know i just it, to me it's not worth my time yeah i'm kind of the same way so uh but no i think these are fun like i think uh with with figure prices consistently increasing it's nice that uh you can get this which is kind of geared more towards the collector as mm-hmm. opposed to the the kids but it's still fun yeah absolutely so I, I hope we see more of these i think it's really cool yeah for sure oh uh, ladies anything else you want to add man That's talk it. talk some more streaming services or anything like that no, or we're good Good. 40, 45 minutes. I think we've beaten that dead horse enough. Okay. I, I agree with that. Um, thank you guys for checking out Breaker Remains Power Hour. Check out some of our podcasting buddies. The Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Uh, Doing the Favor with Eric and Barry. Oh, Scott's Side Project, Drunk Wrestling History over there. Yes. Uh, the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Uh, the Leisure and Lariats Podcast. In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan. Boot to the Face with Marty and Rucker. Tales from the Estate with Drew Vensel and his wife, Caitlin. Wreck My Podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his crew. Trivia with Buds Podcast with Ryan Buds. Howlin' with the Wolf with our pal Jason Wolf. Don't forget about his amazing chop shop and his artwork, which you can find at The Art of Jason Wolf. Uh, pulling up a chair with our buddy Tim at a chair shot. Night of the Nerdy Laser Podcast and Tots with our buddy Al Day. And, of course, uh, No Holds Barred with Bill Benis. Yeah. With uh, Big Underscore Bane and Bill Benis and a whole cavalcade of freaking weirdos over there. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a wild time. It's wild time over there. I was just catching up on uh, some past episodes because I'd kind of fallen behind on podcasts. And uh, yeah, man, don't give don't be giving people massages at work. Apparently, right? I was framed on that breaker. <laughs> that was that. I, I was not. I'm I still got some stuff to work out with with Jennifer because you know I stupid interns, man, trying Dude, to get that money. Telling me, holy shit, not about that. <laughs> not about that business. And also check out a TV toy cast with me and Travis Fowler talking the. Uh, Various uh, vintage toy lines. Absolutely. Um, Bane's music at Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your tunes. Check all those out. And all of our t-shirts, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, BBPH.RedBubble.com, and Watermaneuver.net. Search by store for Breaker Maids Power Hour, Bane, TB Toycast, and all of our podcasting buddies as well. They all have t-shirt stores, so check them out and support them. Absolutely. Uh, Thank you guys for checking out Breaker Maids Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. We'll see you guys in seven days. Peace easy. Yeah. One more time. <laughs> it ain't over till I say it's over. So lock the cage up, cause this is a takeover. The wait's over. If this the final time we meet, then you'll be on your back at my feet. Then I'll tip the cage over as a hangover. I'm super fly, so I can splash off the top. And I can shut down the shop. Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop. And I'm always gonna rise to the top. Champ like the rock. I do not give a fox or let that shit drop. Man, I'm so over. Dope pistols. What'd you think?
It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can I dig it? Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, put it on the internet.